Hi, this is Pastor Nelson Mercado. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast from the Nashville First Seventh-day Adventist Church. I hope you are blessed by today's message. Within the act of forgiveness lies an extraordinary power. It is the power to right wrongs, heal wounds, and ultimately change the course of history. It is a call to show grace and mercy, not merely as a social recommendation or personal disposition, but as a mandate from the God who forgave us first. Out of love, he chose to take all of our personal garbage and sweep it away, erasing it from our past. In exchange, we have received a clean slate, a brilliant future filled with opportunities to pass this gift on to each other. Through the love of Christ, we too have the power to overlook offenses, right wrongs, and heal history. We too have the power to sweep it all into a big pile of garbage and watch it burn away. Because of the one who showed mercy on us first, we too have the power of forgiveness. You bow your heads, your heads down for our prayer. Oh, Father, thank you for the worship service so far. Lord, we exalt you and we praise you. And Lord, we just want a word of encouragement from you. That you will shape our lives so that they are pleasing to you. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning, I'd like to share a story with you as told by Cornelia Arnalda Johanna Ten Boom. If you are familiar with the history of World War II, you may know her as Corrie Ten Boom. Now, Corrie Ten Boom was a Dutch watchmaker, and later a Christian writer and public speaker who worked with her father, Caspar Ten Boom, her sister, Betsy Ten Boom, and other family members to help many Jewish people uh, escape from the Nazi uh, occupation during um, World War II. And they did this by hiding them in their homes. Um, They were caught eventually and arrested and sent to Ravensbrück concentration camp. Their most famous book, The Hiding Place, is a biography that recounts the story of her family's efforts as and how she found and, and shared hope in God while imprisoned in this concentration camp. So this is a story of uh, one of her experiences as told by herself, Corey Ten Boom. It was in a church in Munich where I saw him. A balding, heavy-set man in a gray overcoat with a, a brown felt hat clutch between his hands. People were making their way out of the basement room where I had just spoken, making their way through the rows of wooden chairs uh, toward the door in the rear. It was 1947. And I had come from Holland to defeated Germany with the message that God forgives. It was a truth that they needed to hear the most in that bitter, bombed-out land. And so I I, I gave them my my favorite mental picture. Maybe because the sea is never too far from a Hollander's mind. 
I like to think that that's where our forgiven sins end up. When we confess our sins, I said, God throws them into the deepest ocean, gone forever. The solemn faces stare back at me, not quite daring to believe. There were never any questions after a talk in Germany in 1947. And so the people stood up in silence. In silence, they gathered their belongings, and in silence, they left the room. And that's when I saw him, working his way forward against the others. One moment I saw uh, the gray overcoat and the brown hat. The next, the blue blue uniform and the visored cap with the, the skull and the crossbones on it. It all came back to me in a rush. The huge room, the, 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 the harsh overhead lights, the pathetic pile of dresses and, and, and shoes at the center of the floor, the shame of walking naked past this man. I could see my sister's frail form ahead of me, ribs sharp beneath the parchment skin. Oh, Betsy, how thin you were. Betsy and I had been arrested for hiding Jews in our home during the Nazi occupation of Holland. And this man had been a guard at Robinsbrook concentration camp where we were sent. And now he was in front of me, hand thrust out. A fine message, Frawling. It is good to know that as you said, All our sins are at the bottom of the sea. And I, who had just so glibly spoken about forgiveness, fumbled in my purse so that I didn't have to extend my hand toward his. But he couldn't remember me, of course. How could he? How could he remember one one prisoner among thousands of women? But I remembered him. And the leather crop swinging from his belt. This was the first time since my release that that I had been face to face with one of my captors. My blood seemed to freeze. You spoke about Ravensbrook in your speech, he said. I was a guard there. No, he didn't remember me. Since then, he said, I've become a Christian. And I know that God has forgiven me for all the cruel things that I did while I was in that place. Still, I'd like to hear it one more time from your lips. Frawling. And again, he extended his hand. Will you forgive me? And I stood there. I who had sins to be forgiven of every day, and I just couldn't. I mean, Betsy died in that place. Could he erase her slow, painful death just by asking? Couldn't it have been more than a few seconds that he stood there with his hand extended? To me, it seemed like hours as I struggled with the most difficult thing I've ever had to do. But I had to do it. I knew that. 
Because the message of God's forgiveness has a prior condition. That we forgive those who have injured us. If we don't forgive If you don't forgive men their trespasses, Jesus said, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. I knew it not only as a commandment, but as a a daily experience. Since the end of the war, I had had a home uh, in Holland for victims of Nazi brutality. And those that were able to forgive their former enemies were able to, to start a new life. Rebuild their lives, no matter what their physical scars. Those that nursed their bitterness remain invalids. It was as simple and as horrible as that. And still, I stood there with coldness grasping my heart. But, but, but forgiveness is, is not an emotion. I knew that too. Forgiveness is an act of the will, and the will can function no matter what the temperature of the heart is. Oh, Jesus, please help me, I prayed silently. I I will lift up my hand. I can do that much. You supply the feeling. And so, woodenly, mechanically, I, I thrust my hand into the one stretched out toward me. And as I did, something amazing happened. Uh, The current started on my shoulder. It it worked its way down my arm into the joined hands. And a healing warmth seemed to flood my entire being, bringing tears to my eyes. I forgive you, I cried with all my heart. For a long moment, we grasped each other's hands the former guard, and the former prisoner. I had never known God's love so intensely as I did then. You know, forgiveness is a powerful word. And yet still it is something that many of us struggle with, especially when it is something that somebody else has done against us. And yet forgiveness is part of our vocabulary. As Christians, we know we are forgiven. Scripture tells us about God's willingness to forgive us. Psalm 103, verse 12, as far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. On the cross of Calvary, there Jesus paid our debt. There Jesus took our place. And because he died on the cross, he secured our salvation. And part of that is the forgiveness of our sins. Those things that we have done against him. What the Bible tells us is that having, having repented of our sins, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us all of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Notice that there's no other conditions in that passage. If you repent and you confess your sins, no matter what they are, no matter how big they are, no matter how small they are, no matter how many times you have done them, the the guarantee is that they are forgiven. They are thrown into the bottom of the deepest ocean, gone forever. This morning as we partake of communion service, this ritual that we 
partake of every three months or so is an act of worship. It is an act of thanksgiving for God's willingness to forgive us. But keep in mind, friends, that no matter what others have done to you, it can never compare to what our sin has done to God. And if God is willing to forgive us, then may we also reciprocate and forgive the sins of those who have injured us. Amen? Thanks for joining us. If you're ever in the Nashville area, come and visit us at the Nashville First Seventh-day Adventist Church. We're located at 2800 Blair Boulevard in Nashville, Tennessee. You may also visit us at nfsda.org.